You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to the very first of the semifinal championship games here for Triviality Bloodsport. I'm Jeff. Uh, and I'm flying solo today, so uh, I guess welcome to me. Uh, <laughs> usually, uh, I've got a little bit more support here in the studio. Um, normally, I would be joined by our excellent co-host, Ryan Myers. Unfortunately, he's uh, he's suffering from concussion protocol, and he can't join us for today. He feels really bad about that, um, but obviously, we want to keep him out of the game, keep him safe, and uh, keep him for later. Um, want him definitely a part of the championship uh, final games. So, uh, Ryan's going to be on bed rest for today, and uh, I'm going to be running today's game here. And uh, we have a very exciting matchup of our East Coast preliminary championships. Um, so, first, I will introduce Peter Albrecht from DC. Peter, how are you doing today? Why don't you tell everyone about yourself? Hey, uh, good to see you again. Really excited to. Uh continue down this journey uh yeah living in dc and uh working in uh helping some nonprofits advocate for themselves in the city here very worthy cause so and uh so yep congratulations on uh clearing the first round and uh welcome to round two um and uh our other competitor the one that you'll be facing off against today uh chris shen coming to us from central mass chris how you doing i'm good um i uh I'm a little, admittedly a little tired because I made the mistake, and I understand that this is dating the podcast, but I woke up early today to watch the Women's World Cup, and that was a big mistake, and I'm tired and disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that shootout was stressful. Man. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Well, not a not a problem dating the podcast. We do it all the time, uh, despite our despite our best interests. So, um, but I appreciate it, um, and welcome back. So, this is going to be a a different format than the first game that we played. So, let me go through this together with everybody. Um, so, round two is going to be called streaks, and so the way that this is going to work is the competitors are going to get ten questions. And the scores will have a cumulative multiplier. So if you get uh, the first question correct, you'll get one point. If you get the subsequent question correct, that question will be worth two points, and so on and so on. So if you get all 10 correct, your last question will be worth 10 points. Um, if you miss a question, uh, you are reset on that next question to one point again, and then you can build up your streak from there. So uh, any questions with how uh, this format will work? Hopefully, this will make it uh, easier to differentiate as opposed to, say, 
someone getting nine questions and the other competitor getting nine questions and they have the same score. Uh, hopefully this will give a little bit of an edge uh, to someone who can string together the best uh, record here. So Sounds yep. good. Sounds clear to me. All right. Well, if we've got no questions, we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. I am uh, excited as ever to kick this round off. So we'll start with the first question here. Probably the most famous and influential world map in history was produced in 1569 by which Flemish cartographer who used shipping lines and then contemporary knowledge to display the world? I have Mercator. Okay. And Chris? Uh, McNally. Okay. And the answer is Gerardus Mercator. So first point there going to Peter. I didn't know that it was that long ago. That was... Yeah, crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like he was doing projections that long ago? Wow. Yeah. And we've had a weird idea of how big Greenland was ever since. Yep. <laughs> Question two. Which scientist designed the iconic V2 rocket, which would serve as the base for many weapons and ICBMs to come? I was just talking to I was talking to Peter before the podcast about MIT and how I'd never want to go there. <laughs> and I never probably know the answer to this question. Um, <laughs> Just too cutthroat there, too too stressful. Um, uh, all right, I'm gonna lock in with what I'm sure is the wrong answer, and I'm just what gonna say Nobel. Okay, and Peter. Um, so this is a wild guess, but I don't think I I didn't think I was gonna get any closer, especially for this time period. So I'm gonna say Einstein. Okay, unfortunately, no points to either competitor there. Uh, if you're a fan of the movie October Sky, you'll hear uh, Homer Hickam, uh, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, say this name about a thousand times. This is Werner von Braun. Hmm. That's yeah. it, yeah. Great movie, by the way. Question three. Ammonium thioglycolate is a salt best known for its use in what process after which it is sometimes named? I'll say, I don't think this is right, but I'll say saltpeter for... Uh, curing okay and chris what do you think uh i was going along the same lines i said uh curing meat okay unfortunately not uh this is the uh the salt used uh for perms perming hair hmm. um so never had one yeah tough uh <laughs> tough start to this one <laughs> don't feel bad i wouldn't do any better um question four at least 27 different u.s states contain a town that shares its name with which sovereign nation the one of these in Kansas is the closest settlement to the geographic center of the contiguous 48 states. I'll, I mean, I'll lock in. I'll say Switzerland. Oh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> Chris, what do, you, what do you think? Um, well, if I had an answer, I probably would have locked in by now. Um, hmm, talking it out is hard. Um, Sovereign nation. Um, I'll just uh, I'll just say France. All right, and uh, Peter said Switzerland, correct? Yeah. Okay. No <laughs> points, unfortunately, again on this one. Um, I believe in Kansas, um, uh, maybe in Kansas, but certainly in Kentucky, I've heard it pronounced Lebanon. Uh, I think this is Lebanon. So, all right, on to the next question here. Question five. In 1967, due to the Detroit riots and losing Holland Dozier Holland over pay disputes, what was moved to Los Angeles, whereafter it also expanded into film and TV production? I think uh, I'm going to guess General Electric. Okay. And Chris? Uh, I said uh, Motown Records. 
And the answer here is Motown Records. All right. Nice. Well done. Tied up. Yeah, so tied up after, uh, after five. You both have one point. Uh, so the streaking is going very well. Um, Will Ferrell would be proud of you in old school. That's the record. Or the uh, reference there, right? Okay. <laughs> going streaking. <laughs> Question number six for you both. Hopefully this uh, second half will take a better turn. Both Nelly Furtado and Hall and Oates have scored top 20 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 with songs bearing what title reminiscent of Ryan, you're supposed to be host for today, and or your mom? Rich girl? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Um, I thought it was like, I, I, it's a total guess, but I said uh, you're beautiful. All right. And uh, the answer to this question is man eater. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah comes off um, a little bit better if ryan's hosting um so yeah uh, sorely my, missed. My, one of my wife's uh her college exes who's a friend of ours has her uh has her call or her custom ringtone as man eater because <laughs> of their brief dating period so. <laughs> all right next question joining the likes of romeo and juliet west side story and if you count straight versus musical adaptations, Les Miserables, which story has twice been nominated for the Best Picture Oscar? While the one from last year took home several trophies, the OG 1930 version actually took home top honors that night. Uh, Pinocchio. Um, okay. And Peter. I said La La Land. All right. Unfortunately, guys, this was all quiet on the Western Front. Ah, uh, sure. Yep. All right, on to question eight here. Uh, shorter one. What name is shared by Julius Caesar's final wife and the Finch family's maid and cook in To Kill a Mockingbird? Okay, Peter locked in. Chris, what are we looking at? Um, Lucky Johnson's not going to help me with Julius Caesar's wife. Um, so um, I'll just uh, say Octavia. I don't know. Okay, Octavia and Peter? Total guess, so just Helen. Helen, okay. No, unfortunately, uh, this one's Calpurnia. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, Calpurnia. All right, hopefully better luck uh, for you guys on this tie next breaker. one. <laughs> we may have to go to tiebreakers, but we are not there yet. Well, uh, we scored more than they did in the Women's World Cup in 120 minutes. That's right. And then you guys have only been on the clock for like 20, so doing great. Next question. Uh, what is the term in politics for the act of using deception to make one's campaign appear grassroots? In reality, these candidates are generally funded by rich donors with specific interests to push. I'm feeling this, this question skews towards Peter and his lo home location um, <laughs> of D.C. Uh, I'm just going to I'm going to tap. I know it's I'm going to kick myself when I hear it, but I'm, I'm going to tap. All right. Chris is tapping out. Peter, what do you have? AstroTurf. AstroTurf or AstroTurfing is the correct answer. Yes. Yeah, I never would have gotten that. <laughs> yeah. All right. And question I would never I would never do such a thing. <laughs> I'm gonna move right on past that one to question number ten. In order to be fit for regulation, which sports ball must be forty millimeters in diameter, bounce up twenty-four to twenty-six centimeters when dropped? onto a steel block from a height of 12 inches. All right, I'll lock in. Same. 
All right. And Chris? Uh, ping pong. Or table Peter? tennis. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say a golf ball. Okay, and the correct answer here, uh, we would have taken um, ping pong, but you did say table tennis. Uh, table tennis is the correct answer. Nice. So unfortunately, I do think we have to figure out a tiebreaker, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Tried to not do it. Oh, well, all right, guys. And so uh, finishing up the game with a, a tie made it very difficult for us. We were not prepared for this. Um, so I had to call in some special help. Uh, so lifting me up, propping me up to make sure I can fulfill my host duties for this episode. I called in a favor from Neil. So he's going to be uh, joining us here in just a second. Keeping it in theme of streaking, um, we're going to do a number guess based on a pretty impressive streak. Isn't that right, Neil? That is correct. And speaking of streaking, I am fully naked in the studio right now, uh, putting glass on my my knuckles, for getting ready for a fight, uh, which is more kickboxer than blood sport. But who cares? It's John Claude Van Dam. Um, but uh, your your question is going to be a number guess, as Jeff said. It's going to be closest to the pin, uh, and uh, the question is themed around streaks. So, in honor of Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man kicking off an incredible streak of Marvel Cinematic Universe films, which is uh, in the the late twenties, I believe, at this point or mid twenties. Um, we're going to be talking about a different Iron Man, though. We're going to be talking about Cal Ripken Jr., who surpassed Lou Gehrig of the New York Yankees uh, with the most consecutive games played, and his was over 16 years of his career. So I'm looking for the number of games Cal Ripken played consecutively over his 16 years in the MLB that gave him the record. Peter's in with his guess, and Chris, what did right. you come up uh, with? Um... So I'm doing a little bit of math, 162. Um, I, I took a guess. I think it's about 15 years, something like that, uh, based on my handwritten math. Came out with 1,830. That number seems a little low to me, so I'm just going to round it up a little bit. I'm going to say 2,055. 2,055, Peter? I'm going to party like it's 1999. <laughs> I like it, 1999. And Neil, what is our answer? From May 30th, 1982 through September 19th, 1998, Cal Ripken Jr. played 2,632 Whoa. consecutive games. Wow. Nice. So, wow, the, what, that, no wonder he got that nickname, Neil. Uh, thank you for uh, providing that for us. And uh, I think that puts uh, Chris closest uh, to the overall pin. So, unfortunately, Congrats. Peter, thank you. Uh, we're going to have to bid you adieu. Is there any uh, last words you'd like to say before uh, we move on to, uh, with Chris to the next competition? No, just congratulations. A well-fought, uh, kind of drawn-out battle, uh, but uh, bested and uh, well done. Looking forward to seeing the results. Good luck in the next round. Yeah, it's always tough when it comes down to that, but just uh, out of nowhere, somebody crawled out of the sewer grate in the middle of the stadium and just sliced you right in the Achilles and you fumbled at the last minute. So, you know, it's a real shame, but uh, you, you fought like hell, so we got to give you props for that. And uh, Chris, we'll be uh, seeing you in Bloodsport, and you'll be representing the, uh, the U.S. East Coast. So uh, congratulations. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, and good job, Peter. You're a worthy opponent. I feel like the end of uh, – there's one of those Rockies where – both knocked each other out at the same time and they're trying to climb up the ropes. <laughs> it counts to 10. Uh, well, certainly uh, I hope for, uh, for the fans, it'll be entertaining as well. Uh, and I have one more person to thank. Um, 
Ryan, thank you uh, so much for, for writing these great questions. Looking forward to having you back in the studio soon. And one non-human to thank, and of course, that is our network, Airwave Media. You can find them at airwavemedia.com, where you can check out such other great shows as Monster Talk, Southern Gothic, and uh, Fork in the Road. So uh, check them out. Um, a lot of great stuff over there at Airwave Media. So uh, for uh, Ken, Matt, and Neil, my other uh, co-hosts who will be hosting other regions as we go on through this section of the tournament, thank you as well. And uh, we'll see you next week. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.